0: The following is a presentation of God Questions Ministries. What is the Nazarite vow? The Nazarite vow is taken by individuals who have voluntarily dedicated themselves to God. The vow is a decision, action, and desire on the part of people whose desire is to yield themselves to God completely. By definition, the Hebrew word Nazir simply means to be separated or consecrated. The Nazarite vow, which appears in Numbers 6, verses 1 through 21, has five features. It is voluntary, can be done by either men or women, has a specific time frame, has specific requirements and restrictions, and, at its conclusion, a sacrifice is offered. First, the individual enters this vow voluntarily. The Bible says, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, If a man or woman wants to make a special vow, a vow of separation to the Lord as a Nazarite. 6.2. Number six verse two. This shows that it is individuals who take the initiative to consecrate themselves to the Lord. There is no divine command involved. While generally done by the individual by his own choice, two individuals in the Old Testament and one in the New Testament were presented to God by their parents. Samuel and Samson in the Old Testament and John the Baptist in the New Testament received the Nazarite vow from birth. Second, Both men and women could participate in this vow, as Numbers 6, verse 2 indicates, a man or woman. The Nazarite vow was often taken by men and women alike purely for personal reasons, such as a thanksgiving for recovery from illness or for the birth of a child. However, under the Mosaic Law, the vow or oath of a single woman could be rescinded by her father and that of a married woman by her husband. Numbers chapter 30. Third, the vow had a specific time frame a beginning, and an end, as these two statements indicate. Throughout the period of his separation, he is consecrated to the Lord. Now this is the law for the Nazarite when the period of his separation is over. Numbers 6, verses 8 and 13. So the Nazarite vow usually had both a beginning and an end. Fourth, there were specific guidelines and restrictions involved with the Nazarite vow. Three guidelines are given to the Nazarite. Number six verses three through seven tells us that he or she was to abstain from wine or any fermented drink. Nor was the Nazarite to drink grape juice or eat grapes or raisins, not even the seeds or skins. Next, the Nazarite was not to cut his hair for the length of the vow. Last, he was not to go near a dead body because that would make him ceremonially unclean. Even if a member of his immediate family died, he was not to go near the corpse. Number 6, verses 13 through 20, shows the procedure to follow to complete the vow. A sacrifice was made, the candidate's hair was cut and put on the altar, and the priest did the final task of completing the sacrificial process, which ended the vow. This section concludes with a statement, This is the law of the Nazarite, who vows his offering to the Lord in accordance with his separation, in addition to whatever else he can afford. He must fulfill the vow he has made, according to the law of the Nazarite verse 21. Although the Nazarite vow is an Old Testament concept, there is a New Testament parallel to the Nazarite vow. In Romans 12, verses 1 and 2, Paul states, Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. For Christians, the ancient Nazarite vow symbolizes the need to be separate from this world, a holy people consecrated to God. 2 Timothy 1, verse 9. God Questions Ministry seeks to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ by providing biblical answers to today's questions. Online at GotQuestions.org